Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the fourth quarter 2019 Von Nelson International Small Cap Review. In the fourth quarter 2019, the International Small Cap Strategy returned 13.12% gross and 12.76% net. Again, that is against the MSCI EFA Small Cap Index at 11.52%, which brings the year-to-date total to 24.81% gross, 23.18% net, and the MSCI EFA Small Cap at 24.96. And with me today is Portfolio Manager Kevin Ross, and with that, I will turn things over to you, Kevin. Welcome. Thank you, Dan. On today's podcast, we will, we will provide a brief introduction to the International Small Cap Strategy, a recap of what happened during the fourth quarter in the international and emerging markets, highlight how the Vaughn Nelson International Small Cap Strategy fared during this period, and then seek to offer uh, an outlook and pr- our perspectives for 2020. The International Small Cap Strategy consists of 60 to 80 portfolio positions amongst a universe of several thousand securities within the developed market small cap landscape. It is benchmarked against the MSCI EFA small cap, of which approximately 60% is in Europe, the UK, and the Nordics, 30% is in Japan, and the remaining 10% is in Asia Pacific, including Australia, Hong Kong, and New Zealand. The universe is large and growing. There are many solid management teams with high quality businesses that we can invest in, and there is low analyst coverage in general across the space. The investment team has been navigating and investigating in it and investing in these markets since going back to 2006. The fourth quarter of 2019 saw a melt-up in asset prices globally, with equities across the globe rallying strongly, commodities increasing, and bond yields ticking up from the lows seen during the third quarter when there were, when there were discussions of yield curve inversion and recession in the U.S., The MSCI Acquiex U.S. Index, which represents uh, non-U.S. investments, increased by 9%, with international small caps and emerging markets faring even better better than this during the period. The international equity markets were supported by several positive developments, including a pause in the U.S.-China trade war, a moderate pickup in manufacturing activity, central bank intervention, including the Fed's unnamed QE4, and continued resilience of the services sector globally, as well as the U.S. consumer. U.S. tariffs on China were scheduled to increase on December 15th on $160 billion of Chinese exports, but a phase one deal uh, between the two countries had canceled the increase. The U.S. also plans to reduce tariffs on $120 billion of China's exports from 15% to 7.5% in multiple phases. In its relations with the EU, the U.S. decided not to impose incremental tariffs on auto exports, which in our view helped support the relief rally we saw during the quarter in that region. Manufacturing data in China improved during the last two months of the quarter, with the official PMI increasing above 50 and the new export orders data point increasing for the first time since going back to May 2018. Our sources suggest that the industrial cycle in China has more than likely bottomed, uh, supported by fiscal and monetary policies implemented by the government, along with pent-up demand off of a low base. One example of that is if you look at China's auto sales, they declined for the 18th straight month in December of 2019, uh, which on the surface is disappointing, but if you look at the year-over-year declines, they were only down 3.6%, which is a notable improvement from what we saw during the first half of last year. With no regulatory changes happening uh, this year, 
we actually could see uh, positive year-over-year prints uh, and overall single-digit growth uh, for 2020. Turning to Japan, uh, which is the largest market within our benchmark, the economy has been impacted by China's slowdown. However, we believe that the consumption tax, which applies to nearly all goods and services, excluding food, that increased from 8% to 10%, which went into effect on October 1st, and its resulting impact should not be particularly material. And this compares with the 2014 consumption tax in increase, which was a 300 basis points increase. The reason why we don't think it should be material is because the government has introduced offsetting measures, including rebates for certain purchases made uh, using electronics payment. In addition to that, uh, Shinzo Abe's cabinet recently approved a 26 trillion yen economic stimulus package focused on spending of, on public works and infrastructure in the wake of several recent natural disasters. Turning to the European markets, Eurozone manufacturing activities uh, were down for the 11th straight month in December, uh, driven by worse than expected performance from uh, uh, the economic bellwether Germany uh, based on IHS uh, market PMI data. However, uh, similar to the trends that we've seen here in the US, uh, the services sector and the consumer in Europe remain supportive and are in expansionary territory, which in our view eases fears uh, that the manufacturing slowdown is spreading to the more healthy parts of the economy. The new ECB president, uh, Christine Lagarde, is likely to utilize similar accommodative monetary policies as her predecessor, Mario Draghi. She has talked about uh, raising and refining their inflation target to a hard 2%, which in all likelihood means that the timing of any monetary tightening has been pushed out and the can has been kicked down the road, if you will. Over in the UK during the quarter, uh, we had a very eventful quarter uh, particularly with the election and uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Conservative Party winning with a clear parliamentary majority on the December 12th general election. This clears the way for Parliament to pass the Brexit withdrawal agreement uh, that he negotiated with the EU in October, as well as reduce the political risk uh, in the country that we have seen over the last three years since the referendum in 2016. The Brexit bill just recently completed its passage through the House of Commons and the House of Lords, meaning that the, EU, that the UK will leave the EU at the end of this month. Over the next 11 months, there will be difficult negotiations related to trade and the transition of the UK out of the EU. However, we think it is positive that we now have clarity that the UK is leaving, and we expect some pent-up economic activity and demand uh, to be released following this. And the early read, in, early read in economic statistics that we'll talk about later are supportive of this uh, viewpoint. Following the Fed's lead in 2019, global central banks collectively cut interest rates at the fastest pace since the global financial crisis back in 2008-2009. These cuts happened across the globe in both emerging and developed countries. We believe it will take some time to see this monetary stimulus result in, in better economic data points but we should start to see some impact on the interest rate cuts that we saw during the second half of 2019 flow through in, in 2020 this year. In most countries, uh, inflation, excluding fuel and energy costs, so core inflation, remains low and under control. And so we would expect this global trend of rates being lower for longer to continue. Oil prices, for instance, have ticked down uh, this year and, and even more recently with the coronavirus. And while we have seen some commodity prices rallying, uh, to some extent, uh, they, will, they remain at well under control levels. 
The recent forecasts uh, from the IMF published recently suggest global GDP growth should accelerate uh, this year in 2020 to 3.3%, which would be up from 2.9% last year, which in our view should set the stage for reasonably resilient equity market performance. In the case of the Vaughn Nelson International Small Cap Strategy specifically, and talking about the fourth quarter before we get into some more details on our thoughts for 2020, the strategy increase in absolute, absolute terms as well as outperformed its benchmark during the period. On an attribution basis, basis, if you look at the portfolio performance, uh, we benefited primarily from stock selection, uh, which is what we like to see from the portfolio, given our bottoms up focus on selecting companies that can deliver us a 50% targeted return over our three-year investment horizon. The biggest country contributors amongst the, the universe were Japan, Australia, and the UK. Uh, Japan represents about 30% of our portfolio, and we had solid performance from our industrial, healthcare, and semiconductor-related companies. Our underweight allocation to Australia helped us during the period, as Australia lagged the benchmark, along with our ownership of a high-quality packaging company in that market, which announced the divestments of some of its assets at a favorable valuation to a Japanese peer. In the UK, we added to our country weighting during the quarter and saw strong election-fueled performance, particularly in the back half of the quarter, uh, from domestically-oriented companies, including those in the building materials, domestic industrial, financial, and consumer sectors. Switching over to the negative side and, and what was a drag on the portfolio, the worst performing markets for the strategy were the Netherlands, Denmark, and Spain. Uh, these, these particular countries, we didn't have any negative company-specific drivers to report or highlight, uh, but these markets lagged the strong performance overall for the benchmark during the period. Now, looking ahead to 2020, we are, very, we are excited about the opportunities in the international equity markets, given what we believe are supportive valuation levels, accom accommodative central bank policies, and controlled political risks. risks. We believe that the expanding deficits in the U.S., and this includes both fiscal and current account, along with an accommodative Federal Reserve, make it unlikely that the U.S. dollar appreciates meaningfully, uh, which should be supportive for international market performance. We have even seen some currencies, such as the pound, rally very strongly uh, since bottoming in August of 2019, and that continued after the election. And the yen has increased on a year-over-year -year basis, given its safe haven status in, in a global market context. The leading economic indicators we track, uh, so if you look at in Europe, the US, and China, show stabilizing activity. We still have some uncertainty in the case of Japan, uh, given, given the fact that there's a lot of noise in the monthly data following the consumption tax hike, uh, which went in place in October. While it is becoming more clear to us and uh, broad consensus that economic activity is no longer deteriorating, uh, which was a concern back in the third quarter, still the longer-term economic indicators suggest the recovery path remains patchy and uneven. And we expect that with the recent uh, coronavirus, uh, that this unevenness and volatility in the data should continue over the next few months, uh, particularly in sectors most impacted, which would include travel tourism, uh, some industrials like airlines, and consumer. Our portfolio, in the case of international small cap, has very limited exposure to these sectors that are going to be directly impacted. 
We also foresee developments and rhetoric uh, surrounding the U.S. elections heating up as we progress through the year, as we get into the primaries and then later on in, into the full, uh, full campaign trail. We also maintain a watchful eye on U.S.-Iran relations, which, while seemingly very quiet right now, are unlikely to remain that way for the remainder of the year and could have an impact on the oil and energy markets at some point. As such, we intend to maintain our flexibility in the portfolio to capitalize on opportunities caused by this volatility. A couple examples of that. Uh, for instance, the portfolio has the highest weighting in the UK it has had for several years. We continue to find high-quality high businesses trading at reasonable valuations in the market with increasing visibility in their businesses and their backlog and outlook post the election in December. The flash PMI for January in the UK increased to expansionary territory from sub-50, providing the first positive read that sentiment and economic activity may be in, in improving in that country. In addition uh, to, to increasing our weighting in the UK, uh, the team continues to seek out and identify companies that provide digital transformation to support and services. We see this as a secular growth theme offering double-digit organic growth and strong free cash flow generation from many of the companies in the space, trading at discounts uh, to similar profile companies either within the U.S. or within other developed markets uh, throughout the U.K. and Europe. One statistic on this front, IDC forecasts that worldwide spending on digital transformations should grow by a CAGR of 17% over the next five years, which we think is a very strong and supportive tailwind. With that, I'll stop. And uh, thank you, Dan, again for your op the opportunity to provide investors some insights into the international small cap strategy. Well, terrific, Kevin. Thank you very much for that. Um, we enjoyed the, uh, the introduction to the strategy, and, and uh, good luck here in 2020 moving forward. Thanks. Thank you. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.